and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to bring you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. On today's episode, we're going to hear from Trish, who is sharing with us some ideas and tips for how to take care of yourself in the midst of the busyness and the chaos of teaching. Trish is going to share with us how to take care of ourselves spiritually, mentally, and physically, and I really think you're going to find this episode helpful. I'm going to hand it over to Trish, and then I'll be back at the end. Do you need a break? Do you find yourself daydreaming of a cruise to a tropical island or a weekend retreat in the mountains? Of course, this is a fantasy because you are so busy that taking a bubble bath by candlelight seems like a decadent indulgence. (sighs) Sigh. Let's be honest. There is no busy like teacher busy. In life, everyone has busy seasons. But as a teacher, busy seasons can feel like impossible crushing seasons if we're not incredibly intentional with our time and energy. There are so many balls to juggle, or shall we call them china plates instead? There is your personal life, family life, devotional life, social life, and who could forget your teacher life? Of course, your teacher life alone involves many facets such as coworker, parent, and student relationships, lesson planning, grading, observations, extracurricular activities, and all sorts of miscellaneous duties. Throw in a few holidays, unexpected health issues, family challenges, or extra work deadlines in addition to volunteer commitments, and you might find yourself in meltdown mode if you don't apply some basic self-care principles. Fear not, there are solutions that can keep an intensely busy season from turning into a drowning season. Let's learn how to care for our spirit, soul, and body no matter what else is happening in our life. Zealously guard your spiritual disciplines. Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. During busy seasons, it is tempting to neglect feeding our spirit until we realize that feeding our spirit keeps us afloat during the busy seasons of life. So why is spending time with God so hard sometimes? Carving out devotional time is challenging because zillions of urgent things often distract us from the quiet yet deeply important matters of life. Unlike teaching, there are no pressing deadlines for reading scripture. Your pastor will probably not beat down your door if you miss a few church services. You are also not required by anyone to track your prayer minutes like you track student data. Thank goodness. However, the seemingly non-urgent nature of our devotional life can deceive us into thinking it's okay to put our relationship with God on the back burner, at least until life slows down. But it never quite works that way, does it? One day of missed time with God can easily turn into several weeks before we realize it. Suddenly, we feel far from God and spiritually dry. We may even feel like we are starting over from scratch in our walk with God over and over again. What's worse is that the enemy of our soul loves when we don't care for ourselves spiritually. Because as Proverbs 4.23 says, everything we do flows from internal, invisible, inward realities. The busy season dilemma is that we have reduced time and energy and something has to get cut because we can't do it all. With God's help, we must decide that the thing we will never cut will be our time with God. To cut our time with God is to cut off our source of life, energy, and joy. Jesus says in John 15, 5, 
I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Although it often feels counterintuitive, we must spend time with God in order to be able to accomplish the long list of things we need to do. Martin Luther, the legendary Protestant reformer, said, I have so much to do today that I'm going to need to spend three hours in prayer in order to be able to get it all done. Of course, I am definitely not saying you need to spend three hours in prayer, but our friend Martin Luther was on to something, and with God's help, he was a world changer and a history maker. Our time with God is the gas that keeps our car going. If we don't refuel, we will end up stranded on the highway of life, broke down and burnt out. Keep a positive mindset and clear your headspace. The next area we must tend to in a busy season is our soul, which is comprised of our mind, will, and emotions. The soul is another component of our internal landscape that can go haywire when untended. In busy seasons, negativity can creep in, stress can intensify, and everything can feel dark and heavy. In this place, it is difficult to see the good things that are happening, and things can begin to feel hopeless. I want to assure you that things don't have to get this bad. Don't forget that you are responsible for your thought life. When you start to feel anxiety and overwhelm washing over you, it is important to acknowledge what you're feeling and what is happening in your life. Just don't get stuck there. This is why you have to be intentional about focusing on the positive things that are happening in your life, including the basic things that you can be grateful for. 2 Corinthians 10.5 exhorts us to take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. There have been clinical studies that have proven the intense mental and emotional health benefits of journaling and writing down things we are thankful for. As usual, God's word is way ahead of science. Philippians 4.8 reminds us, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Examining our thoughts and practicing gratitude may sound like a luxury that can only be utilized on a spiritual retreat in the mountains, but that is not the case. Take some time, either in the morning, after work, or before bed, to write down a few thoughts about how you're feeling. Be sure to get out anything upsetting or sad on paper. Writing will begin to clear out icky thoughts and emotions instead of letting them sit and fester inside. Don't end on the negative, though. Think about any positive scriptures or Bible promises that could address your situation. Consider what God would say to encourage you regarding anything happening in your life. If you're not sure, try doing an internet search using a phrase like Bible verses for discouragement and anger or anything that applies to your situation. After you have meditated on some positive Bible verses, list at least three things you're thankful for and you will be amazed at how much better you will feel over time. Many times a marked improvement in mood and outlook is immediate, but don't be discouraged if it takes time to begin transforming your thoughts and improving your mood. The work you put in will be well worth it. During times when personal and professional responsibilities are piling up, we must choose our mindset and be sure to think about what we're thinking about. Caring for our body in busy seasons. Right off the bat, I'm going to admit that taking care of our body is tough. We live in an era of convenient, addictive, emotionally comforting food that is cheap. Does that sound like a teacher temptation or what? As a teacher, sometimes it can feel like the promise of an end-of-day donut and caramel macchiato are the only things keeping us going by 1.30 p.m. 
I get it. In spite of this, most of us know the health basics. Drink plenty of water, cut down on sugar, avoid junk food and fast food. Oh, and don't forget to sleep for a minimum of seven to nine hours. That's not to mention the 10 million diet plans out there that feels a bit contradictory. It's okay. Take a deep breath. Don't beat yourself up if you haven't been taking care of your body like you know you should. Condemning ourselves makes it harder to treat our bodies well, not easier. I won't attempt to give a health lesson here because there are so many amazing resources everywhere these days on health. If you want a good place to start with a faith-based focus, I recommend the Daniel Plan from Saddleback Church. I do, however, want to narrow things down and give you one challenge that can literally change your life. This one aspect of health has benefits that will relieve stress, boost endorphins, happy brain hormones, and contribute to your strength and overall sense of vitality. You guessed it, exercise! In my life, I have definitely struggled to stay healthy, but when I am exercising regularly, I feel so much better, and I think you will too. The most important step to creating an exercise habit is to find out what type of workout you enjoy best. If you don't already know, there are several ways to find out. Most libraries have workout videos you can rent, and you can try several different ones that seem interesting. YouTube also has tons of free workout channels like BeFit with free workouts which can give you a great sample of what form of exercise you might like. Of course, the type of exercise you choose can be as simple as going for a daily walk around your neighborhood, going to a workout class at the gym, or jogging on the treadmill. Your workout does not need to be fancy, just consistent to see and feel results. Putting it all together, the power hour challenge. Would you believe that one hour a day could change your life? Recently, I learned about the concept of the power hour. I have no idea who started the concept, but it seems like everyone from ministers to business executives are talking about this. It is really simple. Normally, power hours are divided up into three 20-minute blocks, preferably back-to-back, although they could be spread throughout the day. I have seen many different breakdowns, but the one I would recommend is 20 minutes to work out, 20 minutes to read the Bible and pray, and 20 minutes to journal your feelings and your gratitude list. Normally, it is recommended that you do your power hour in the morning so that you start your day right and get the most important things taken care of before you attend to your responsibilities. However, if you're not a morning person or if you need to break your 20-minute blocks up over the span of the day, that works too. The main idea is to figure out how you can begin incorporating simple habits into your day regularly that will add up over time to build a reservoir of strength, joy, and vitality, spiritually, mentally, and physically. If starting with an hour seems like too much, I want to challenge you to start with 20 minutes a day and pick one of the things from this article to practice daily. Get a calendar and see if you can keep your new habit going for at least 21 days. Although you may not have a lavish beach vacation coming in the near future, putting in daily habits to care for body, soul, and spirit will be a daily vacation for your soul. Thanks so much, Trish, for sharing those ideas with us, and I hope that you can found at least one key takeaway. And I love, you know, I love that Power Hour Challenge, but I also really love how she said at the end that if you can't do an hour, I know an hour can feel so overwhelming. For some of you, that is what you need. You need to implement that hour. It will change your life. But for others of you, you're thinking, I, I just can't. Don't let that stop you from choosing one key thing that you learned and taking that and implementing that. So don't, don't think you have, it's all or nothing. Pick one thing to start changing and see what a difference that it makes. 
I also want to invite all of you guys to join us in Teach Uplifted. Uh, Teach Uplifted is designed to help you, especially with the spiritual aspect of this self-care. And it's about learning how to trust God amidst the challenges, how to be close to Him, how to develop that strong relationship, and then how that you know interacts and how that affects what you do as a teacher and what you do in your classroom. So you can find out more about Teach Uplifted at teachuplifted.com. You can also get all of the links to the resources that Trish mentioned at teachfortheheart.com slash care, C-A-R-E. Let's pray before we go. Lord, thank you again for just the ability to speak with these teachers here. And thank you for Trish sharing these uh, helpful thoughts. And I just pray that you'll help each teacher as they're busy and in the midst of the chaos, help them to find the time and to prioritize their time with you and their time for um, self-care physically and emotionally. And I just pray that you will help them to develop those important habits. Help me to develop those important habits. Draw us to yourself, even when we're busy and don't feel like we have time. um, Pull at our hearts, draw us to you and help us to always depend on you and spend time with you uh, because we need you more than ever, um, especially when we're busy. Thank you so much for your great goodness and kindness to us each day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for being here. It was so great to share this episode with you. Uh, once again, everything you can get, all the links at teachfortheheart.com slash care. Look forward to speaking with you guys again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.